Welcome to the Comic Geek Roundtable. My name is Robert Byler, Editor-in-Chief of ComicGeek.tv. Today, I am joined by contributing writer Riley Walker. It's me. And contributing writer Rachel Bloom. Hi. Rachel, tell us about your Grammy wins. Well, it'd be weird if I had a Grammy, since as far as I know, no one at Rachel Bloom has a Grammy. Oh, However, right. I don't have a Golden Globe either. Oh, is a Golden Globe or that she like, has? <laughs> I think she won like a SAG award too, something like wow. that. I, I guess aren't I, the Grammys the like music ones? Yeah, well, that's what yes. I thought she would have won because she did music. Rachel Bloom, the actress, but, musician, person. Yes, but she won it for her TV show. Oh, she I didn't won, know that. She won one of those acting awards. Oh, okay. Well, I learned something today. Something I didn't know. <laughs> I'm, sh- I'm sure there was a musical episode at some point, or there will be. Right? I would imagine. There, oh, it's a musical TV show. Oh, show. is it really? Oh. I need to like watch this TV show episode. then. Yeah, no, totally. Actually, I really like Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. I'll promote her show for her. Is it No, is it really a musical show, though? Oh, yeah. No, there's, like, two musical... Ep- it, it has, like, Broadway actors in it. Oh. She literally, she makes out with one of my favorite Broadway actors in the first episode. <laughs> like, so it's, like, like, spiritually you're making out with that actor. That's basically what yeah, happened. That's what that's what it is. Yeah. Actually, um, it's the actor. He's um, Santino Fontana. He's Hans from Frozen. I have never seen that film, but I know who you're referring to. He, he's like tall, and people have intense feelings about Hans. He's like tall. <laughs> I don't want to give away spoilers for a movie that's been out for a while. Oh, oh you mean about the <laughs> character? I thought you meant like yeah. you were giving these spoilers away about a person, about <laughs> this physical being. No, I, I was, I was saying something about Hans. Gotcha. Yeah, no, no, no spoilers. Despite the yeah. fact that it's been out for like three years, whatever. Yeah. Uh, pretty sure. Pretty sure. Once upon a time already spoiled it for you, by the way. Yeah, I guess that's true. If I, I don't watch Once Upon a Time either, though. I do. I am like RC. I am like Disney. Iso- I am on. like Disney isolated, basically. And literally, I, I guess viewers at home can't see this, but I'm wearing a tangled shirt. I know. I saw that, and I was <laughs> I so not, happy. I've not seen that either. See, this is li- it, it's like I'm going from- to text Ashley and force her to make you watch these things. No, That's a good don't, idea. Don't it's talk to my don't talk to my girlfriend. It's don't do my that. favorite Disney love song. It's really sweet. All right, actually, I think I'm wait it, tangled. That's the one with the all right. This is gonna sound done with the hair, right? Yes. <laughs> all right, actually, I think I've seen part of it, just not the whole thing. Watch the whole thing. It's my favorite movie. Okay, just for you, Riley. Thank you. Um, let's talk about some news since a lot of things happened this week. Um, I figured we would just keep talking about TV shows and music. <laughs> yeah, no, no, we're gonna we're we're gonna forget. I know this is a news podcast, but let's just forget that idea for a little while. <laughs> oh, that sounds and good. No, Perfect. no, we're gonna talk about some news. Things happen. Oh. We need to talk about them. Our opinions okay. and stuff. Uh, let's start off with something. Actually, right. Let's start off with uh, with your article. Uh, you wanna you wanna pitch this to us? Um, okay, so everyone loves Harry Potter. And that statement's true in the fact that if you don't love Harry Potter, that's your opinion and you're wrong. And um, so Pottermore, um, in like September, relaunched its website and they basically got rid of the sorting hat for a while. And people were like, why? Because, you know, it's the official Harry Potter sorting quiz. Functionally, for most people that I know, including myself, that was like the entire reason to get on Pottermore. Yeah, no. Yeah. like, I never went past, in the original version, which was more of a game, I never went past the post-sorting hat progress. Yeah. So they basically got rid of it, but they were like, but we promise it will be back at some point. And now it's back. It's back, and it's it's a quiz still, like it is. And it, it's, it's a lot prettier. I do have to say, I like the, the new website layout. It's, like, way more, like, modern. 
I guess. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I did. Think, well, here's a little different. I could play it on my phone. The old one was like completely flash based. Oh yeah, that is true. I forgot about that. Yeah, because there was like a whole bunch of stuff that was like always moving around and. Yeah. I had never taken the quiz before, so like while writing this article, the first thing I did was take the quiz. <laughs> Got Ravenclaw. Absolutely, a hundred percent accurate test. Everyone should take it because it will be true every single time. I fundamentally disagree with that. Rachel, did you take yours yet? I so um, I saw people having this identity crisis, and it, there's actually a button. It's like, do you just want your old house back? And I actually remember my old Pottermore username, and I went, "Not have a good identity crisis. Just gonna stay Ravenclaw." All right. Yeah. I chose to take on reality rachel i chose to take on destiny and find out my true self i'm not gonna live in ignorance um no i took it and i got gryffindor and i wasn't happy so i got another email and i took it two more times till i got slytherin See, i was scared that that was gonna happen i didn't want to like catch creative dungeon new emails because okay it was really I, I just have my so many emails ring has a ravenclaw quote in it i can't be any other house it's a really nice jewelry of mine now like <laughs> It'd be, it'd be hard to go back. Well, I, I mean, I saw a lot of people talking about that, like, oh, you know, I didn't really think I was this, or I didn't really think I was that. And I was, all I could think of the second I saw Gryffindor pop up the first time, I'm like, Quiz, why are you wrong? Why did this happen to you? <laughs> Who hurt you? Again, I got the exact correct result the very first time, so it's 100% accurate in my book. Well, the, the thing I did notice, um, because I went back every time I took it, the two other times, if the questions were the same, because you get different questions every time you do it. If the questions were the same, I answered them the same way. It was only the different questions that I did differently. And I noticed that the first question, which isn't always the same, but they're, it's usually, the first question is always like a A or B answer. Uh, and I feel like that drastically affects which way your quiz goes. And so when I, when I took it the other times, like I said, I, I kept the, the ones I took the first time as a constant, and I used the other ones as variables, and I got different answers, neither of which were right, so I had to go back again. So I, you just you just want to don't want to face the fact that you're more Gryffindor than Slytherin. I'm a Gryffin Slitherclaw, apparently. I feel like if I took it and didn't get Ravenclaw, I probably my next house would probably be like Hufflepuff. Yeah, yeah. And my joke would be like Hufflepuff's great because I look really bad in yellow and look great in blue. <laughs> so I uh I said on someone's status actually, well, copy editor Ruth Day for uh, longtime listeners. Uh, I commented on her status saying that I couldn't be a Hufflepuff, and she's like, what do you mean? You're very loyal. I was like, I am very loyal to me. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's the Slytherin. Yeah, no, that was me. That's how I know. Like, I can't be something else. I am ambitious and cunning and very loyal to me. Yeah. <laughs> so, for the article, like, that's the, not the biggest thing, but that's, like, the main thing, uh, because people were very excited, and literally my Twitter feed was all just, like, people taking this quiz for, like, two days. And I was like, oh, I guess the sorting hat's back. Who knows? And then I looked into it, and again, 100% accuracy. Um, did you get to the part where you picked a one? Yes, I also did that next, and mine is like, oh, I can't. <laughs> let me, hold on. I, I can't remember it's, exactly. It's in the was. article. I can't remember it exactly. Is. It's laurel wood with a phoenix feather cord, 12 and 3 quarters inches, and unyielding flexibility, which is an interesting choice of words because unyielding flexibility is like a paradox. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I was thinking about it meant that it was rigid, but no, that would mean that it's infinitely flexible. <laughs> Does that mean it's, your, it's, your, entire wand could, your entire wand it's could strange. fold in on itself, I think is what that means. 
Like it's a great little pocket universe. No, <laughs> it's like Harry's arm in uh, Chamber of Secrets. Oh yeah, when when he has no bones in it. <laughs> oh god. Yeah. I like brought it. Except now I have no idea how to use Pottermore. I realize now because I only did it to like, and then like it's I like said, no identity crisis. It's like mainly that. like a news slash like archivey site where it's yeah. just like here's a bunch of lore information and stuff like that. Which is something that Harry Potter desperately needed. Granted, there's like wikis and stuff, but I like this method of showing it in a more blog style. No, it's definitely good, and um, that's like the news stuff is kind of the biggest things that happen because it's the like Harry Potter celebration thing at Orlando. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Universal uh, Orlando. Sama and, Ascari yeah. uh, is at that. Is that right now currently happening? Right? I'm pretty I think sure. So. Seen, I think it's like, till tomorrow. Till tomorrow. Um, and, but yeah, yeah. So Riley, you wrote about something else in the article that I had not yeah. heard about. So yeah, no, it's super cool. So, um, as we know from Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Goblet of Fire yeah. I could. Re- I was going to say in the Triwizard Tournament, but that's not the name of the book. Um, <laughs> there are other magical wizarding schools in the world, and more information got released about three of them, and then the fourth one, which is the North American one, was named. And so we learned about the uh, Brazilian school, which is Castelo Bruxo. Bruxo? I, that's quoting uh, that I, wrong. I, yeah, I was saying I am not Brazilian. I could not pronounce it, but that sounds more or less right if we're doing phonetics. They they had yeah. pronunciation guides right under it, and I should have included it. Costello <laughs> Bruxo, sorry, because it's oh the X becomes English, like a, so yeah. the X's don't work the same way. And then and then um, the Japanese school, which is Mahotokoro, and the African school, which is U- Ugadu. Ugado is how I would U- think. Ugadu. Ugadu. Sorry, I had, a, I had a friend whose last name is spelled Ugadu. <laughs> spelled like the second half of that so that's why i assumed it would be differently uh yes. how, and wait what's the american one it's uh um ilvermorny ilvermorny did the other ones say whereabouts they are located within their respective countries there's like a bigger map like in the article there's there's pictures just from the site but there was like a bigger map at the exposition that has like the entire world and it kind of shows where they are uh. um just kind of looking based on the pictures you can't really tell it looks like Hmm. it looks like the Japanese school is kind of in the like southern tip of Japan like on the smaller islands not the mainland oh yeah Um, Africa you can't really tell because they don't include enough geography to really see anything in that picture and Africa's pretty (laughs) big it's it's no yeah and it it talks about that in the actual thing it's like this is not the only African school it's like the most prestigious that was actually my my next question about that was if there was more than one because it's a huge continent yeah and it's also the largest wizarding school like of all of them I wonder in what way you know obviously in most situations at least from what we've seen in uh you know england the uk um in the films you know everything is kind of separate from the muggle world Mm -hmm. and i wonder if we will get more through this lore about how different political and cultural changes throughout the history of these uh countries affected the wizarding populations that would be cool um i know yeah that's really interesting well because think about it in world war ii uh, Japan invaded China and took over a big chunk of China for a while. 
And I'm just wondering, depending on where these schools are located, like, you know, they could be fairly close to where all this action is happening and not just the war, but like the conflict between the, the different uh, ethnicities. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that's true, but also like those are muggle issues. Right, but we think. Right, but I mean, ultimately, I, I have to believe that World War II affected the wizarding world in <laughs> some capacity because it affected literally imagined. pretty much nah. everywhere else. I would imagine, like, I don't know, I would imagine, I mean, this might be cause me because I'm a Jewish, like, of Jewish-German descent, that, like, I was like, I've always kind of wondered, like, would those be there? Did they just, like, hide themselves, or were they already hidden, or did they have to, like, leave? Like, Because, oh. hmm. I don't know, this is my, my like, family left uh-huh. Germany, so. Actually, and they went to China, actually. Part, or, like, the Austrian part of my family went, they they went to Hong Kong. Oh. During the war. I guess I just think about a lot of people emigrating to the United States. I don't really think about people going to other places necessarily. Yeah, they, and then my grandmother went to Israel, or I think with Palestine at the time, and then my grandpa ended up there, and then they got married and moved to the, to the U.S. together. Oh, okay. A little bit of history about you, I didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, they, and I believe, Riley, that they confirmed that there are 11 major schools. Was that how many? Yeah, yeah, that's the, that's the number I kept seeing. I, didn't actually see it like on Pottermore anywhere, but like from the other articles I was reading, they were like, out of the 11, they've announced more about these yeah. three, and then the fourth name one, blah, blah, blah. And that's what I was seeing as well. Was the- So now we know like Hogwarts, um, Durmstrang, I'm going to pronounce it wrong, the French one. Yeah. Bobaton? Thank you. Um, <laughs> and then these Silver four. Let's not, not let's not go through this photo. pronunciation game again. <laughs> and, and the other two. So I'm not going to screw up their names so again. We've got, so we've, we've, got, like, we've got seven, seven. now. Yeah, they mentioned a, oh, they mentioned something about like the Salem Witches Institute and Goblet of Fire, right? I think they. Re- I think J.K. said that that is not a school. I think. I think there's somewhere that had her on record because I remember re- while we were while I was looking up stuff about this yeah. topic, I remember seeing something that that is not a school, and but I don't know where that is confirmed. I didn't. They didn't link to like a yeah. tweet or something from her because that's like. What, what is it? Like that's the only other Amer- That's the well, only like time I ever heard Americans mentioned in it, Harry Potter. <laughs> It could be like the like smaller African schools where it's just not like yeah. one that's like large and like this kind of like the state school essentially. Or I mean, it could be a political body like uh, like Spew, like it's an act- a political action yeah. organization. Maybe it's like an after school group. I don't know. It's an after school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, I don't know. Some other cool things that they were taught um, just from Pottermore that they discussed when they were like announcing all the things about the new schools is just they all had like fun little like quirks about them like color changing robes and one of my favorite ones was from the Japanese school which is that they're super skilled at Quidditch which was introduced to them by Hogwarts students who tried to circumnavigate the globe with really bad broomsticks and so they basically like crash landed into the wizarding school and taught them Quidditch and now they're like the best Quidditch players in the world that is awesome. Does anybody yeah. else ever wish that there was another uh, Quidditch video game? Oh, yeah. No. I what? wish there was, like, a, a, where I wish I was better at video games so I could play them. But, um, yeah, because like, it's like a bad computer game. Or not bad, yeah, but it's it was like not good. quality now. Like, well, I mean, I haven't played it in a long time, but I remember it not being fantastic, and I'm sure it hasn't aged well. The only Harry Potter video game that I like I played and actually like this was a good game for the Lego ones. 
Lego is always like a good uh, translation for most properties. Yeah. To keep it fun, fun worst, and whimsical. My favorite is like they accidentally made like Order of the Phoenix too hard. There were too many side quests, so you couldn't finish the game. Oh. And I'm really bad at video games, and Half Blood Prince was too easy for me. Like yeah. I finished it really fast, and I was like, "It's over." What? I have Deathly Hollows Part One for PlayStation Three that I've been meaning to get around playing. Next time I see Ashley is over here, um, but it's because <laughs> it's basically um, Gears of War, which is like a, a duck and cover shooter game, but with the Harry oh, Potter. Yeah, and like so basically, Doesn't it like use the eye too or something like that. I think in the PlayStation version it does. You don't have to use it, but it was an option to use the camera. God. Like I could see, I could see like a Wii Harry Potter game being really fun because you could use the Wii remote as a wand. Oh yeah, I would imagine awesome. that's how, I, I imagine that's how the Wii games. Then you gotta do the swish and the flick. Yeah, or maybe it was maybe it was move controllers. It was either the eye or the move controllers. I think it was the eye though. I'm not 100 okay. percent certain, but I think it was the eye. Um, but yeah, I, I want to play that. That was like a game that I always thought would kind of. Kind of dumb, like, uh, did we really need a, a cover-based shooter for Harry Potter? And then I was like, <laughs> but now we have a cover-based shooter for Harry Potter, so I'm going to have to play it because I loved Gears of War. Um, but going backwards for just a second, uh, has anybody, is there really anywhere else that news comes from from JK other than Pottermore and Twitter anymore? No. I never hear, like, you know, this was not like a press release I heard about from Warner Brothers. This was strictly from Pottermore where this information is coming from. It, it was, like, even on Pottermore, it was literally, like, Ivana Lynch at the like Harry Potter celebration at Universal told the news, and then it was like immediately on Pottermore. <laughs> I'm sure that was. She was basically coordinated. just like, "There's news about these things. It's on Pottermore. Go look at it." <laughs> That's a good way to get people to go to the website. Probably unless it's like Fantastic Beast related, they're probably Pottermore is going to be like their press release thing now. No, oh, makes sense. Uh, speaking of Twitter, I'm going to transition us now over to another topic. Um, Managing editor Adam Houck wrote an article today. Uh, basically, there has been – it was kind of rumored for a while and then they kind of confirmed it that there are certain users who are getting ad-free Twitter. But what I consider weird is it's only the very popular, far-influencing users get ad-free Twitter. It, uh, they're calling them VIPs. How do I get enough Twitter followers that I don't have to deal with ads? That's well, well, that was know. well, that was one of the things. Is it's not just about followers. It also has to deal with like uh, how often you're tweeting, how far the tweets go. Like you, it, it seems to be limited to influencers, like people that whose tweets go really far. But in my head, that doesn't make any sense because those are the people you'd want to advertise to, not because they, we want them to buy the product, but but because having them retweet or talk about that product gets it a farther reach than just a, yeah. an algorithm. And it also becomes more, uh, I don't want to say organic, but it becomes more interesting to the people they follow if they are talking about it as opposed to an ad. Yeah, it's it's odd. I don't know. I, I get ads from, like, sponsored... Okay, I've been getting sponsored Twitter ads from a Twitter I follow. And I'm like, stop! Like, now that's weird. The, that's From the Pride and Prejudice and Zombies Twitter. I think because the movie's coming out soon. Mm-hmm. They've been posting this, and I'm like... Okay, but if I follow the Twitter, you should not send me those ads because I'm already seeing them. Like, right? It, I mean, Twitter's going through a lot of weird stuff lately. Uh, they had a lot of trouble with monetizing users, with you know finding a way to profit off of the platform. Um, they've also, I think, uh, they've had a lot of shakeups uh, in terms of their leadership and in terms of their executives. Like, they just had. Uh, there's a Adam talks about this in the article. But they have had six heads of product development in six years. 
like six le- uh, functionally the leaders of the company in six years. And, and that is not typical of a large organization and not really good for it either. No, that's, that's a lot of turnover. Exactly. <laughs> um, which creates issues for company culture because like, you know, if one day you're a leader, it's this person. And then the next day it's that person. You have to kind of figure out how you deal with this new individual and they might have a completely different vision than the last person. So if your company is kind of changing gears every year, it, no wonder they're having trouble monetizing because they're having trouble probably figuring out where they're going. So, yeah, I just, I, I don't know. Like I said, I'm, I'm interested to see where this goes in terms of how often they will expand it. One idea that I'm posited that I had thought about before was I wonder if they would give people the option to pay to not get ads. You know, just like pretty much on a lot of apps, you know, do that now. You can yeah. either pay a subscription or pay a, a one-time fee. But then it becomes a question of like how valuable is Twitter? How much do people value it? Because I, I like using Twitter. The ads don't really bother me too much. You know, it's not pop-ups and obtrusive auto-playing auto-sound videos so like i can deal with the occasional tweet in my feed that i didn't subscribe to yeah i often will be like when did i follow that oh it's an ad okay yeah and okay then i'll just continue this is a segue so i'm okay with it when it's like a sponsored post because it tells you usually it's a sponsored post and yeah. it even has like the little x Promoted and you can like dismiss and, yeah. it for whatever reason and it'll sometimes actually go away Lately, on my Twitter, uh-huh. posts have been showing up from people I don't follow mm-hmm. and that weren't just, like, liked or reblogged by people I do follow. Okay. And there is no indication that I do not follow that person until I actually, like, click on the tweet. I'm like, wait, when did I follow this person? And then it goes to, like, their page and it's like, you should follow this person because you aren't. And I'm like, how did this get on my and timeline? It, and it it's doesn't mention anything about being promoted or anything like that. No. Huh. It's just showing that's me weird. like, I mean that's 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 is bad. It, uh, what's I'm looking for? Transparency about yeah. the product. Is that? I guess is it like a Tumblr now where you like scroll through and it's like here's someone we think you should follow. Right, kind but, of. But again, it's not telling me that it thinks I should follow them. They're showing up as if I already follow them, but I don't. Right. There's nothing upfront. It's, up front it's to not say. like ads. It's just like other people like on Twitter and stuff like that. Hmm, I don't like that. The other thing That's is odd. there's been a rumor going around that they're going to start doing non-chronological timelines. Which, oh, God, I hated that rumor, and I hope it's not true. No. Well, because, I mean, we've I've seen essentially, what's what I'm looking for, snippets of that, you know, because they always tell you, like, here's what you missed while you were away. And they always ask whenever I exit out, they're like, did you like this? And I'm like, yes, but I don't like why you're asking me. <laughs> and, like, I like that only because, like, if I go to class and then work and then come back, like I haven't been on Twitter all day, which I probably have at some point. But if I haven't, it's good because I'll have missed something for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. And when yeah. I'm scrolling all the way down, like I'll, I might miss it again. And it usually only shows me like the things that were kind of popular from my friends who I follow on there. Yeah, I have noticed but, it is pretty good about picking out the right people and their content to show me. Yeah, yeah. It, it has been. But there's like a really fine line between hey, here's some stuff you missed while you were gone. You know, these are sort of the things that had attention from the people you follow. And there's a difference between that and then, like, by the way, you have no idea when this person posted this, so right. have fun. You have no control your over your timeline. I don't know how that would work with Twitter because, like, part of Twitter is, like, live tweeting. Mm-hmm. And so if you're, like, say you're watching the Oscars, you want the tweets to come at the, like, relevant moments. Yes. 
So, I mean, it's the question if they do this, they need to find a way to for the algorithm to pick up what is time sensitive in that way because yeah. they don't want to lose things that make the product valuable to people that keep them on the platform to begin with that, and also that make mm-hmm. it unique. We will see where that goes soon, I'm sure. I mean, Jack Dorsey, who's the CEO, and I believe he's now the new head of product, he's been with the company for a long time, so I hope like he leads it in a good way, and we will see where he goes with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to take a quick break to have a word from our affiliates, and then we will be right back uh, to talk a little bit about... Uh, well, let's start with that. We'll talk about iPhone. All right. Hey, this is Adam from Common Geek. Crunchyroll is a service dedicated to giving you the latest anime from Japan. We talked to Nicole from Vancouver, who's been subscribed for over two years. Here's what they had to say. The quality of everything is always superb. It makes it so I don't have to, like, go to the dingy corners of the internet to try and find the things that I want to watch. When it came to getting the latest shows, Nicole was pretty impressed. Honestly, their selection is really good when it comes to newer and more obscure anime. And why is that? Because you have access to nearly all of them from Crunchyroll. And there you have it. Go to commongeek.tv slash affiliates to get your own free two-week trial for Crunchyroll. All right, we're back again. Guys, how do we feel about iPhones? I don't use them. I can't have valid opinions about them. I do. I I have a six. I don't have an iPhone, and I have a lot of opinions about them, and they are very valid. Uh, anyway, so we're going to talk a little bit about, uh, there's been a lot of rumors going around for Apple products. Uh, one of them has been about the iPhone 7, which will be the replacement is it, for... Is it that it's not going to have a headphone jack? That is a thing. Like, that is actually a thing that they're saying, that it's not going it's to have so a headphone dumb. jack. There's also the discussion that it might have two cameras on the back, which to me would say, my first thought is 3D pictures. That was the, the only thing I thought about. Like, that's the only thing that makes sense for having two cameras. I, I'm i curious, like, why there are two cameras, but I think everyone, I kind of think that everyone, they're like, what about no headphone jack? And everyone went, no, that's dumb. And they're like, I feel like... It so is. There's no... It's so dumb. There's oh, no indication is. that they have backtracked on this idea. Again, this is all rumor, but there's been no counter-rumor saying or, like, something... Like, if if everyone heard I had an idea... And even if I didn't want to confirm like anything about the product, but I heard that they that they are putting this idea out and saying that I said it, I would want to come out and say, for the record, we are not like they don't even have to say it. It's iPhone Seven. For the record, we are not working on a device that lacks an i uh, a headphone jack. Like they could they could be have it be a non comment, but confirm that this is total garbage. I I don't know because I remember something. Someone's like someone was like just use Bluetooth headphones. So I was like, you know, you can't use Bluetooth headphones on an airplane, right? Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. And, and also, I heard another thing. Again, this is like rumor and speculation, but I'm mad about it. But basically, the way they're going to have headphones is like proprietary Apple headphones, aka mm-hmm. very expensive proprietary headphones. Well, I heard it was going to be get anywhere else. I heard it was going to be like the current uh, the ear ear pods. I think is what they're called. The ones that come with them now. Like they were going to include a set with it. But if you wanted like a better set, yeah, you'd have to pay like up the butt. I have a problem. I can't use those because they're they're too big for my ear, and you can't adjust them at all. Yeah, yeah. I, I I've tried them once, or I, I you know I didn't put it all the way in my ear because they weren't mine, but I kind of tested it out, and they're just not comfortable to me. because it's, it's hard plastic. Uh, it's not like a, a rubber. Yeah, that I, um, I use like skull candy one because I need the adjust. I need it to be adjustable, and I need it mm-hmm. to not be a hard piece of plastic. I'm like jamming in my ear. 
not good for you. But the uh, the real story, well, I shouldn't say not the real story, but the story that we wrote about was the rumors of, well, I wrote about it. I don't know why I'm saying we. I mean, there is a we as a site, but like in this indication, I'm talking about it, so I wrote it. Uh, we, uh, I wrote about the rumored uh, 4-inch iPhone, uh, which they've already had a 4-inch iPhone, but this is an updated version of the iPhone 5S. And the thing that really stuck out to me and the reason that like I kind of latched on and started re- like looking into it is that they're going to call it, the rumor is, the iPhone 5SE. And they've never done like this kind of weird double double uh, lettering, which just stands out. And it doesn't, because there was a, they talked about it on the Verge pod, the Vergecast, uh, which is another podcast, where they, where they had like a bit of confusion where someone's like, oh, the iPhone 5SE. And the person's like, the iPhone 5C? Because that's what they thought they were saying. Like there, there was a literal miscomprehension oh, yeah. about the discussion, because that is another product that exists. Uh, but the rumor is that the SE stands for special edition, which basically they're taking most of the internals from the iPhone, uh, 6S and putting it in the same body or more or less the same body as the iPhone 5S, which was the same as the iPhone 5S. So they're making another product that's basically the same as their current product. Well, I mean, to you, sell to you for more money. Well, no. The uh, the idea is that it is going to replace the 5S as their lowest end model. Because right now the 5S is, is out, and that's like the cheapest one you can get. So the idea is that it will replace that at the same price point, uh, which is 450 off contract, which is not a bad price. That's a lot. <laughs> I mean, keep in mind, my phone was, was 500 That is also a lot. Yeah, I mean, well, that's when you buy it off contract. If you go to T-Mobile or Verizon or something, they're going to sell it to you for like 20 bucks a month or whatever it is they're charging now. Yeah. Um, so it will replace that and it'll basically be upgraded because when you think about it, the, the 5S is now two generations behind, soon to be three generations behind, and they want to keep people more or less continually upgrading, but also being able to use all of the current functions like the, the live photos and all that stuff that they're adding on that's not necessarily usable on the 5S at the moment. Wait, how is it, how is it two generations behind? Isn't it currently on like the 6? No, they're on the 6S now. So the next one's the seven. And is that is that better than the six somehow? Yeah, every I mean every yeah. generation they incrementally upgrade the processor and the camera and you know the little things like that. I mean, but I'm saying the difference between yeah the the five the five S and the six S are uh, is significant just because of how much uh, processing speed has increased and and all the different features they're adding like the uh, what is it the thumbprint reader uh, you know yeah. the, the fingerprint reader to open the phone like. You know, they're adding all these functions that the people that are sticking with that, one, because they don't want to upgrade to a bigger size, and two, um, because they don't you know feel like paying for an upgrade right now. Like Those people are not getting these new features, and the longer that they wait the le- and the less features they get, the less locked in to the brand they'll feel. That's what I would imagine would be the reasoning. They want to keep people yeah. continually buying these phones and their products. I, I do know that, um, and this might be more of a girl thing, because smaller hands, is but as the like the smaller models of the phone are getting bigger and bigger. They're like, this mm-hmm. is really hard to reach the like top of this phone now. Mm-hmm. No, I, like, I mean, I, go on. I look, like, I don't even know how like a like six plus or like there are some Samsung phones and like that where I'm just like, it's too big. I have to move my entire hand up. No, see, I have this and then I have my phone, my six, which is a normal size for a phone. I can fit it in like my purse without taking up the entire purse. Mm-hmm. Since this is an audio podcast, we just held our phones up, and me and RC have like huge phones. Well, I and April has a very small one. Let's go out for reference here. So, what what model do you have right now, Rachel? I have a six. You have a six. So the iPhone 5s, the one that's currently out, is four inches. 
The yeah. 6 is 4.7 inches. The 6 Plus is 5.5 inches. And for reference, my uh, Nexus 6P is 5.9 inches, I think. Something like that. Like, almost 6 inches, I believe. I'm scared that, like, a phone will eventually be as big as my iPad Mini. And I'll be like, put it in your pocket. I, I can barely fit my phone as it is right now in a pocket. I mean, I know some people actually that they use a service like Skype or Magic Jack on their iPad and they don't have a phone. Like, they just use a Bluetooth headset with their tablet. Like, it only works on Wi-Fi. Or if they got, they sometimes will get one that have a data package through Verizon or, or T-Mobile or AT&T, whoever. So, I mean, there are people that just already are at that point, have skipped ahead of us. <laughs> I, um, I, 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 feel the need to always be connected but that might be more because i'm a mass communication student so i'm like i should always have like access to twitter like mm-hmm. that's and like this seems like a le- reasonable thing to me as sometimes i confuse people that are like because i'm an english minor and then the english majors that i sometimes have classes with are just like why are you so hooked up to technology you scare us I, because you've sold your soul to the internet like the rest of us obviously yes of course. Uh, honestly though i uh Sometimes I'll put this this phone in my pocket, and I'm worried when I sit down that I'm going to bend it. Because I just think about all those things that happened with uh, the 6S, uh, the 6X Plus, and also oh, not one of the one of the Galaxy. I think the Galaxy Note, where people were sitting and their pants were putting so much pressure on the phone that the phone bent. The phone still worked, yeah. but it was mine's fine. Yeah. I, I I know with this. I think with the 6 Plus that was happening, they're like, dude, put a case on it. Yeah, and I have a case on mine. It was mine. also, I always remember the joke, like, that's all, that people were like, that's obviously a problem happening to guys because that phone cannot fit into girls' pockets. Yeah, yeah, I'd see that being a problem because the fashion industry is, is cruel, frankly. Cruel? Actually, the, the jeans I'm wearing right now has like four pockets. They're amazing. It's a miracle. It's a miracle. I went, had this was in high school. We were supposed to be putting it was like in a play. We were supposed to hide glow sticks in our pants pockets, and a guy friend tried to put a glow stick in our pants pockets and broke it because he didn't realize they didn't have pockets on these pants. Oh no! <laughs> so we went and like it just lit up, and he's like, "What's happened? Why? Why are they so shut?" And I was like, they came like that. And so we're like, "That's dumb. Why would they do that?" And all the girls were like, "Half our pants come like that. We have no choice." Speaking of cruel and unusual strange cultural cha- strange cultural uh, what's the one I'm looking for? Standards uh, Rachel you want to talk about something you wrote about this week? <laughs> sure. I was going to say this is like a perfect segue we should go to this. <laughs> sure I wrote about Barbie dolls Perfect I, Which I had a bit of an internal conflict when you messaged me and you're like can I write about this and I'm like hmm, it's not something we normally talk about RC, to be fair, I was also going to message you and be like, can I write about the Barbie thing? No, I mean, uh, no. It's like after a big I, deal, dude. After I thought about it for a bit, I was like, no, this makes perfect sense. You know, it's pop culture. It's, I mean, it's clearly taking over the internet. And the toys. And it's toys, yeah. But it's, it you is know, toys. We're such a I heavy... I might have had a better... I feel like I probably have a better perspective on Riley, on the Barbie thing. Mostly because I was obsessed with Barbie dolls when I was younger. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, no, Riley, like, did you did you have Barbie dolls when you were a kid? Me? Yeah. Um, I I'm sure my younger sister did at some point. All right, but you and yourse- I'm sure she was crueler to them than I was. But you yourself did not have one. <laughs> uh, no, but I also didn't have like any sort of like action figure type toy. Okay, so, so Rachel, you still I might have. I didn't have dolls edge. or action figures, so yeah. 
I did. I actually still, um, there are, because I'm currently at a, a, like a family home uh-huh. where there are stuff in storage. So I'm actually currently in the home where my childhood Barbie dolls reside so, in like in like boxes. I haven't taken them out in a while. Let's talk a little bit about uh, the changes that happened, though, uh, before we go yeah, too far. Yeah, they, um, they actually listened to, uh, listened to uh, what people have been saying for a while, that not all women look like a Barbie doll, and they've come out with three new body types for Barbie. I mean, it's not even that not all women look like a Barbie doll. If any single woman <laughs> looked like a Barbie doll, we would be, I would be drastically concerned that a Photoshop has come to life. Yes, this is true. Although my favorite thing is everyone's like, no girls are this tall, and one of them is a taller version of it. Oh, that's true. <laughs> but I think it's, much, it's supposed to be the idea that there are some girls who are very tall, like basketball, like the kind of girl that would like look like she plays basketball or that kind of thing. So there's a tall one, a petite one, and a curvy one. And the one that people have been talking about the most is the curvy one mm-hmm. because that is the probably the biggest change is that acknowledging that yeah, curvy women but, exist yeah especially which is a good thing especially because Barbie dolls are meant for little girls and for the most part little girls especially little girls tend to be a little bit more curvy because they're children mm-hmm. and still have <laughs> like baby weight but yeah it's been a long time I was joking about this with my mom or because my, my mom used to always joke cause my mom was born the same year Barbie came out Oh yeah, and she was like, "I feel like what if us had some work done?" Ha. Like, and she was like, "Look, it's actually changing a bit now." Yeah, have you heard much in the way of of uh, feedback from people? Like, I was, I every all the feedback I've seen is good. Um, I did see some that are like, "We want more," like we want more body types. So I was like, "Okay, calm down." Like, I mean, eventually, I'm sure it'll come. Yeah, I mean, but I it, like, again, I'm sure that I'm sure they will, but because. <laughs> I know one problem is they have to till now all Barbie dolls could share clothes with each other. Right. And because these are they're different body types, like actual people, they can't share clothes anymore. Mm-hmm. So they have to come up with different clothing lines for each doll. And I read in one thing that they are having to negotiate with retailers to get more space oh. because they have to put different types of uh, different closing packs for like the different types of doll. From a simple business perspective, you just saying that made me realize why didn't they do this sooner? Like cultural stuff aside, like that's just a <laughs> great way to keep making money if someone buys a new doll and they cannot use the same clothes. Yeah, I um because uh, I I read a bunch about this. I know they're also like they said they had to like translate all the sizes into different languages, and they were like looking about like for every one they had to make sure they weren't insulting anybody. Oh, really? Like how they would like how like curvy could if you just translate curvy directly, mm-hmm. it might be an insult in a language. Oh, gotcha! Like curvy could be fat, the equivalent of fat in some other language or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, don't, you don't want to do that. You don't want someone to go into the store and see girls doll. Ah, this one's fat. No, you don't. <laughs> yeah, you know, not to disparage uh, someone, but it's like you know, people would read that and they're like, that's not encouraging. That's right. And I also read somewhere that initially when they're going to come on stores, they're going to come out of box sets because people were uh, – because I guess there was like a mom who said something. I think more than one mom said this. They'd be worried about getting like the curvy one for as a gift for someone because they'd be worried that someone might take it the wrong way. Oh, I didn't even think about that. And so. like, oh, this one looks more like your daughter or something like that, which they're like, how about I just give you like, this variety pack? We're look at all the different body shapes. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, isn't, there also, it, isn't there also different skin tones and stuff now? Yes. Yeah, and hair there, types. There too. has been different. Um, well, there have been like slightly different skin tones for a while. Like there, like in my childhood, there was like there were like black Barbie dolls. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I think this actually happened like last year. They came out with like different facial features because till now the black Barbie dolls basically look like the, their faces were exactly the same. So like they look like regular Barbie in blackface. Yeah. To a point, a little, at least. A little, a little, a little less insulting than that, but um, or I would notice this because I don't know if either of you watch uh, the web show Most Popular Girls in School, but it's done with Barbie dolls. No, no, and I the black. I have, Ken, I've seen like gifts. Yeah. I've never watched it. There's a, a character a in there that's played with the black Ken. The black Ken hasn't changed since I was a kid. It's the same exact face. Oh wow. Like, I was like, why is there not more than one of those? Speaking of which, did they announce anything regarding, I mean, I'm sure not, like, you know, obviously it wasn't as publicized, but was there anything about Ken? I don't remember reading anything. No, I would imagine, like, you'd want different variations on Ken Yeah, if you're going to have different variations on Barbie. But I think think Ken can sometimes in Barbie's world kind of be an accessory. I was going to say, like, he's he's not the main character, so he's a trophy husband. Let's be real here. Let's be real. The, the the cars are bright pink. Let's be real about who's buying them. It's a trophy um, husband. I was, I'm just I'm thinking about I'm thinking about like all the different you know because this is a, a skewed a little bit, but like there's a lot of va- variations on like Barbie's different jobs within within her lineups. I, does Ken even have a job that we're aware I have no of? No idea. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure you're right, Riley. I'm pretty sure that Ken is a trophy husband. His job is to stand around and look pretty while Barbie does the shit she needs to do. Getting shit done. To be fair, Barbie and Ken aren't married. At one point, they broke up. There's okay trophy boyfriend. No, there there is a weirdness about when a fictional character is like famous enough that you could put a fake breakup for them. Miss but P- I'm thinking of Miss Piggy like- and uh, and Kermit. Yeah, and um. <laughs> I did love that basically everyone went, no, that's dumb. And then like a couple years later, they're like, look, Ken's winning Barbie back. And we're like, they're not broken up. But look, they got back together. They, they were <laughs> never broken up. They were on a break. Yes. <laughs> All right, Ross. <laughs> so, oh, wait. I'm Rachel. Wait, what does that happen then? <laughs> you guys are reading too much into this. I was making, <laughs> we were just making jokes. This is not Friends. I am not Chandler. I could not be any less like Chandler. Well, I probably... I anyway, always no. used to get like, oh, you're Rachel, because your name is Rachel. And I remember sitting there and be like, I'm way more like Monica. I was going to say, you're you're much more like Monica. <laughs> Someone said that to me, actually. Well, not that. Uh, they said, like, I think you'd be uh, Chandler in this scenario. I was like, if I'm really honest with myself, I'm Monica. I'm just obsessed and I'm always cleaning. Um, so, How are you doing? <laughs> yeah, thanks. Oh God! Let's just get off this tangent uh, of friends' impressions at this point. Um, actually, we're going to take another quick word from our affiliates, and we'll be back actually to talk about uh, Marvel. Are you a struggling college student? Do you want to get the most out of your dollar? If you go to Amazon, you can sign up for Amazon Student. It's fifty dollars a year and gets you unlimited two-day shipping, movie streaming, some music streaming, a lot of options that you know struggling college student really wants. They want to be able to listen to their music, watch the movies and get the stuff they need because they forgot to order until, like, the first day of class. Seriously, you should have ordered your books earlier. They tell you early ahead of time. So you can get ahead of that, and you won't be as behind because you'll have free two-day shipping if you sign up for Amazon Student. So if you go to commongeek.tv slash affiliates and click the link, 
you can sign up for Amazon Student, $50 a year, and you're all set. All right, so we're going to talk a little bit about Marvel. Uh, did either of you have a chance to read my editorial? You made me read your editorial, oh, yeah. if you remember. I, I did read your editorial. I, I did it on my own, though. I wasn't forced, like Riley. Riley, in all fairness, I wasn't forcing you. I said I wanted your feedback on it. It's a no, little different. No, you went, can you read this? And I went, yeah, of course. Well, I mean, that, that doesn't sound... That's, that, wow, you are, like, You're easily pushed. it down my throat, man. Come on. <laughs> I was gonna say, if that is force, I would hate to see like you deal with like actual mean people. Even even rude people might be a problem. Um, so we wrote a bit about this because Disney CEO Bob Iger came out and said basically, uh, "Here's the plan for Star Wars." Oh, and Marvel that could probably go forever. Like forever was literally in the quote, and that didn't sit well with me. Just hearing that, so I wrote up a little bit about it. Basically, what I see as the future of the MCU and whether or not we should keep going with it. So I want – before I'll talk about my bit, I want to hear what you guys have to say, either in feedback to me or your thoughts about those statements and the future of the Marvel Universe. Uh, Rachel? I I can kind of see where he's coming from, but I'm like, don't don't use words like forever because that just sounds terrifying. Like, the world will never be saved. All the superheroes must be saving it forever. Oh, I didn't even think about the implications <laughs> within the story of... Well, because we like, currently get two Marvel movies a year, usually one in the fall and one in the spring. Yeah. Spring and then fall, technically. Um, so we, if we're just going to have that, like, imagine the next 50 years, we're going to have 100 Marvel movies, possibly, on top of, like, I, the 20 we've had now. I think if they're going to keep going as long as he wants, they're going to have to slow down. I mean, like, they can't keep doing like two a year. Like that's going to be too much to keep going. I mean, for there that are long. there are people I've spoke to that two a year is already like, man, I always feel like there's a Marvel movie out, and it's because there is. Yeah, but I would say like if you're wanting to keep going, maybe after like phase three, maybe go down to like one a year. Like so, it's just like one Marvel movie a year, and you can hype it up all year. It's fine, but I do think they're gonna have to start. I guess this is what he was saying. Bring in new heroes, because I think the big stars, their contracts are running out soon. I don't know how much longer they have Robert Downey Jr. for. I think, uh, I mean, assuming he doesn't renew his contract or write a new contract, I think the end of Infinity War Part 2 is the end for him. I think Infinity War Part 1, technically, is is what Chris Evans is. Yeah, I wonder if if they'll be able to, like, work it in. It's like, okay... We're not going to kill him, like, if they'll be able to be like, can you just do one more movie? We'll, like, give you, like, a big-ass paycheck. I mean, they, I mean, they killed off Captain America before. I mean, they, they did that, you know, in the Civil War comic books. That was, like, ten years ago at this point. So yeah. at that point, Bucky Barnes took over the role, and now in the comics they've got Sam Wilson, both of those characters which are in the Marvel Universe yeah. now, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I, um, but I also, because... I, and I've talked to other people about this. They need to stop pushing back. Like, they keep, like, Black Panther and Captain Marvel, they keep pushing them back. And people are like, okay, we want to see these new characters. Stop pushing the movies that people are looking forward to. Yeah, the things back. that are, are actually new. Um, I mean, Doctor Strange is new, but that hasn't got yeah. pushed back at all. Uh, Riley, what, what are your thoughts? Okay, so. The forever thing is a little bit like, whoa. But I can definitely see them going on for a bit longer just because there's a bunch of stories they haven't really touched, Um, especially like 
tons of the new characters that that people really enjoy and I, I don't know if I really like want to go into this, but I've thought about like what they could do after Infinity War. No, no, definitely. I want to hear. I want to hear what your thoughts are. Yeah. Okay, given what we know Two about words. Infinity War at this point, Young Avengers. Oh, we could go there. Who would be? And in it? all I want from that is the fact that like most of like the characters you need to have already had established have been introduced at this point because you have Scarlet Witch and Vision, and you have Iron Man, you have Captain America. Um, you have Hulk, and you you know that there are aliens out there and stuff like that. You have like enough characters established to make sense that like, let's say Infinity War ends with like the Avengers splitting up forever, and so like the someone's first gonna die. Movie, Someone has to huh? die at the end of that movie. What? Someone has to die at the end of that movie. Some yeah, major so like, main character. So like, there's a yeah. big thing, and oh, and, and Ant Man's been introduced too. So like, like all of the like original members of like the Young Avengers have reasonable storylines to be able to like the Avengers have broken up but like new heroes have to step up and like they all work together and they do something and then you could bring in like um Kang the Conqueror as like the new like Thanos for like the next like big phase type thing Mm -hmm. I Um, mean the one thing to take away from that is that so they in order to do the kind of thing you're discussing you would kind of need to do what the movies have done all along which is individual films building up to the end of a phase which includes a team up of young avengers essentially yes but i'd be so okay with that all i want to see is hawkeye (laughs) i want to see hawkeye and i want to see wiccan and i want to see speedy i just want them (laughs) (laughs) all right you feel very passionately about this what else do you see do you have any other ideas Um, that come to mind besides the that particular lineup uh, Okay, so besides, like, Young Avengers and going to, like, Kang the Conqueror, um, definitely what you mentioned, Black Widow needs a movie at some point, and Sam Wilson, like, taking over as Captain America, which could tie back into my Young Avengers thing, I'm just saying. Um, and, and even just uh, Sam Wilson just having his own film as the Falcon yes, could be cool. Also, yeah. also entirely true, but just, like, that, it would line up not only with where comics are at now, mm-hmm. um, it would also just... You mentioned this in an article, but kind of break up like the fact that it's all white dudes named Chris, basically. <laughs> oh, white dudes I, named Chris. I don't remember which movie it was, but I remember there was some thing with Chris Pine was in negotiation for a DC movie, and so I made this. Oh, thing. he's he's playing uh, Steve Trevor in the Wonder Woman movie. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And somewhere, someone was like, "Marvel's crying over not getting the last Chris." <laughs> 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 I was going to make a point, and now I've totally forgotten. Um, oh, oh, I haven't been reading the comics. Riley, do you or Rachel, do you read the, the comics currently, any of the Captain America? Um, I have been keeping up with them without reading them by, like, reading, like, what's been going on in them, essentially. The reason um, I ask is I know that Sam Wilson, the Falcon, is now Captain America. Does he keep he, his Falcon wings, or is he just, like, actually Captain America? Or is he not, like, is he an amalgamation he, of the two? That is a good question. Um, because I would like to see, like, in the way that they did Iron Patriot, like, a patrioted out uh, Falcon suit. Um, I know his, his his like, Captain America outfit is very much like his kind of Falcon outfit. Like, it's got goggles and it's got yeah. kind of, like, the, the, like, stripes like this mm-hmm. type thing going on. I don't know for sure whether or not he has wings just because I haven't actually read the comics. Um, I could up. look it up, but I'm not going to at this point. Um but I know that, like, he's also on, like, the... I'm pretty sure. Hold on, give me a second. Yes. He is in, like, the current, like, 
all new Avengers that they're doing with their whole new universe stuff. Right. So. I mean, when, when I posted this, I got um, Genevieve, a friend of ours, yes. just wrote back, boo. I know. I <laughs> and I was, that. I had to ask, I was like, was that about my writing or because you disagree with the premise? And, and she basically, she wants it to go on forever. And she made the point that like series that we weren't expecting to be good or characters we don't expect to be good can be like Ant-Man, Jessica Jones, people, things that people hadn't heard about. Yeah. Um, and that wasn't my point about this, uh, well, one second, right? Yes, that wasn't, yeah, no, I'm waiting. That's that wasn't my point about this was that they should just definitely stop immediately after Infinity War. Um, but just that we don't know anything that's going to happen after that. And, you know, eventually, I, I wrote this, that you hit the bottom of the barrel and I don't want them to just keep scraping out new characters just to get new movies out. They need to keep that quality up because things like Jessica Jones and Ant-Man and uh, Captain America Winter Soldier change things up and do something different and, you know, surprise us. But if they just keep eventually falling into old tropes, which is kind of what happens a lot of times, you know, like there's a lot of, of overlap between a lot of the Marvel movies in terms of the villains, in terms of the MacGuffins. So I don't want them to keep falling into these traps. I want them to keep making new and exciting things, but if they can't anymore, they need to know when to stop. So this whole thing comes down to is forever is a scary word to hear from an executive. <laughs> and I, I think, I think that's not like, the issue anybody has. I think everybody agrees, like, forever is a really long and big, scary word that, if you really think about it down the road, is not going to be that good of a thing. Because, mm-hmm. yes, superhero movies are popular and important in some cases and, like, really fun things to just go and see. But there's also, like, a bunch of different formats that you can do superhero stuff in. And there's definitely been a big boost for, like, TV show stuff, animated show yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm talking almost specifically on DC side on this stuff, but just comic book hero stuff in general of going to formats that aren't movies. Mm-hmm. And to say that like Marvel movies specifically are going to go on forever is really scary because it's like you're going to restrict it to film without branching out and doing more things that are like the Netflix yeah. series, um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, Agent Carter. Agent Carter. I was trying. I knew there was another one that I was thinking that I was missing. I just caught up on um, it this morning. It's so good. I need to. I need to, catch I need up to watch on it. it. But anyways, um, so but like, I think that because of how old and how big and how like vast the Marvel universe is, they can definitely get any show, movie, whatever, to have a decent following, even if people don't know for sure who they are. Right. I think well, it's, they kind of proved that with Guardians of the Galaxy, Gar- though. Guardians of the Galaxy like, and Jessica Jones. This is probably going to be dumb. I'm going to go see it to watch it fail. And they're like, this is probably... And I remember coming out and people being like, this is like the best Marvel movie I've seen in a while. And, that, and that's my point. Is like They can keep surprising us. They can do something with these. I just want to make sure that you know we they don't just keep going back to the well because they can. And no assembly line whimsy. Yeah, no, no I, I was say, did, did you watch the uh, epic rap no, battle? No, that, that's that I, my favorite epic rap battle in a while. Rachel, did you watch the one I attached? Uh, no, because I was like reading it right before you were uh, oh, okay, about doing the Skype call for this, and I was like, well, this is more important. All right, fair enough. Um, <laughs> well, I'm, I'm going to spoil it a little bit. And, you know, I don't know if you're going to watch it, but pretty much it's Jim Henson and uh, uh, Stan Lee duking it out, and then Walt Disney shows up. <laughs> and one of the lines he says, and this was kind of partially an inspiration for this whole article, is he says, uh, you belong to Disney, which means you keep pumping out magic and assembly line whimsy. And, 
and at one point the one the la- the last line of the song is now look gaze upon my empire of joy and it's just a whole bunch of like thousands of artists in a line just writing on canvas Oh, and no. that is what I not, thought of all when the canvas have like the very all of the logos that Disney owns, and there's so many of them. Yeah, and that is what I, I thought of when I heard that forever comment. I thought, oh god, they're just going to keep pumping them out because Disney never stops. What's weird? It's why I always get mad when every time Disney Disney buys a property, people are like, they're going to make it kid friendly, and I was like, Disney owns ESPN. I don't think I don't think you realize that Walt Disney, the production company, and Disney, the corporation, are different entities. Yeah, I mean, but they do they do a very good job of making things mass market appeal. Uh, oh yes, for good and for or for bad. We could it could but, be in the future, you know. Because again, same thing I, could apply to Star Wars. Is that they, as far as we can tell, for the foreseeable future, there's going to be a Star Wars movie every year. I I'm okay with that. I mean, no, I love Star Wars. There isn't but, one this yeah. year. Oh wait, no, is there? Uh, yeah, it's going to be the first be of the, the anthologies. Rogue one. They're going to do yeah. They're going to do Rogue One this yeah. year, and then the next oh. year is Episode Eight, and then another anthology, and then Episode Nine, and then eventually the Han Solo movie. Exactly. Yeah, like that's what I'm saying. Like they're going to be one every year. And again, same thing with Marvel. I love Star Wars, but I do not want them to keep doing it just to keep making money. And and it really comes down to like if Stanley had come out and said I think we're just going to keep making Marvel movies forever I'd be like oh Stanley you you love your property you know I know, I know you're getting up there but like you you won't steer them wrong but no, I mean when it's the head of the Walt Disney Company who's not technically in any way creatively attached to Marvel I, I get worried yeah you know and so that's a bit of a bias on my part all right guys well I think we're going to start wrapping up uh, Rachel Riley thank you very much for joining. Uh, no problem. Your first no times, your first times on the round table. Um, yes. I'm gonna quickly. Uh, I want to thank our affiliates, uh, our affiliates, uh, Crunchyroll and Amazon Student. Of course, you can go to comgeek.tv/affiliates and see the links for those. You can also find us on our website, comgeek.tv, uh, where you can find this podcast. Uh, you can subscribe to it on pretty much any podcast platform. But if you go on iTunes, if you have an iPod or an iPhone, uh, subscribe to us and give us a rating. You know, give us a little feedback about you know what's your favorite Marvel movie. That, that's what you can say. If you can't think of an actual thing to give us feedback on, just tell us <laughs> that. Uh, same thing. You can follow us on Twitter and Facebook at comgeektv. I am on Facebook and on Twitter at RC Byler. Uh, Riley, where can we find you on the internet? Uh, at Rucklaw Gaming, uh, I think it's probably listed somewhere on Comic Geek, right? It is, but it'll be in the show notes for today's yeah, episode. So, at Rucklaw Gaming, it's my literal everything on the internet handle. So, if you want to find me anywhere, go for it. All right, and Rachel, anywhere for you? I'm Drama Dork eight eight four. Again, everywhere on the internet. I'm there is a Facebook page, but it doesn't get updated that often. Um, but I would suggest Twitter and Tumblr. It'd probably be the best way to contact me. All right, and we'll have the links for that in the show notes. Uh, today's episode was edited by Adam Costello. And guys, what do you uh, what do you what do you want to see come out of the come out of the next Marvel movie? What well, is the next Marvel movie? Does anybody know? Uh, Civil War. Civil War. Yeah. Um, well, for those listening, you should go see Civil War. You should take someone important. You know, like uh, call your mom, tell her to come with you. And then fight about who the right side was at the end. Yes, fight your mom. My mom will be angry and be like, "Why did you come? Come? Why did you bring me to a violent movie? Because my mom hates all violence in movies." Well, Rachel, clearly the answer to that is you need to fight your mom, or at least call. (laughs)